You are listening to the Central Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Adam Burton, and thank you for tuning in to this week's message. Before we get to it, though, I would love for you to join us for Church Online each Sunday morning at 1045. You can watch on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our Facebook page at Central Baptist Church. Also, if you are local, we would love for you to join us in person each Sunday at 1045. We are located right on the banks of the Ohio River in the east end of Maysville, Kentucky at 437 Central Avenue. If we can pray for you, reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline. That number is 305-707-BRAY. That's 305-707-7729. I hope you enjoy this message. If you have uh, your Bibles, we're going to read John chapter 12 this morning, starting in verse 12. John chapter 12, beginning in verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that, that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and and went out to to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of, of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a, a young donkey and, and sat on it just as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he when he called out to, to, to when, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and, and raised him from the dead continued to, to bear witness. Now the, me, the reason why the crowd went to meet him was, was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees, they said to one another, oh, you see, see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. May God bless the reading of his holy, holy word. Uh, if you ever uh, found your, yourself in, in, a, in a situation where you, you've uh, kind of done a, quite a bit of, of traveling, I know we have some people that m- maybe you know going outside of Mason County would be kind of something radical to you. But then we have others that you know, if you were to look at your uh, Sky Miles account, you know they're they're uh, they're sending you all of these perks, and it's not really because they like it, it's because you give them a lot of money. Uh, but, um, but regardless, however you travel, whether that is by a plane or, or by, by car, if you, if you take the same route uh, enough, you, you, you kind of come to different markers, things that you can kind of, uh, of divide a, a, a trip up. So uh, let's say you're going out, out west. Well, you know you would have to go to this airport, get on this plane. There's going to be a layover probably in Atlanta, which is, um, you know, down in Hades area. But, uh, and, you, and then you, if you're lucky now, uh, you're going to get on another plane uh, to get to your, your final uh, destination. But, and if you're in airports enough, you know, okay, well, I'm going to go here and I want to go to this coffee shop or 
or go to this restaurant if I have enough time to be able to get there to, to kind of have a, a, a break before we have to get, get back on the plane. And, and if you're, you're, you're driving, you, you do the same. So when we go down to visit my, my family down in East Tennessee, we will, uh, you know, it have the, the, the route. We hit down 75, we get off at, at Corbin, and uh, we get off there at the uh, stop at the, the pilot station, fill up with gas. I get another uh, um, thing of coffee and some sunflower seeds, which will last me until uh, we go through the Middlesboro Tunnel and, uh, and, and go uh, through there. And then, then we have that next third which the reason you have to get gas up uh, in Kentucky is because once you get uh, into Tennessee where we are going, uh, at least at night, there are no gas stations. And uh, one time we did a whole lot of praying um, and, uh, and it was able to get to a, a filling station. But, but we kind of divide it. We have the, these, these markers. So we, we know, well, I'm going to get here and then we're going to do this. Then we're going to get there. Now, m- markers are in- important, for, you know, for a, a number of reasons. One, it kind of breaks up the, the monotony, the, the mundane, but also if you've ever been on an interstate, you see those, those little numbers, ever wonder what those numbers or mile markers are. Well, if, if you're in a situation, you've got to call the 911 or call a, a AAA or something, you can usually, sometimes you may have to walk a little bit, but you'll be able to get to that get to that, that mile marker. So and one of these markers kind of serve as a, 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 a bit of comfort, a bit of a safety net, uh, net for you. But also in life, it's a, a really long journey. And throughout the stages of life, we have different markers different events, different things that kind of uh, we can look back and, and, and divide our life. Maybe you might call those, those milestones. So we celebrate the, the birth of a, uh, of a child and then you enter into school age and then you go from school to school and you graduate school, high school and you go off to, to college and thankfully now you don't have to follow in, in my footsteps and be on the decade of progress. You can already go in like a junior now, and, and, which is um, a very nice, nice benefit. But then you get into the working world and life gets real. Then you have a family and then, and then you see your own kids grow up. And then you, as I hear, you get to the glory years when you have grandchildren. And uh, that's when it gets gets fun. And, uh, and uh, then, uh, and, and so we look at these different markers that, that we all e- experience in time, but then we also see these uh, just a, a big world uh, types of, of events. And, uh, and so last night we was uh, sitting there with Randy and, and, and Diana, we were kind of just uh, talking about Miss Ale and noticing her, her birthday. And I said, She's been able to see a whole lot over her, her lifetime, especially those that have gone through, maybe seen the, the roaring 20s and the, the Great Depression, then the World War II, and, and then the, just the, the, the term, uh, just, uh, figuring out life during the 60s and 70s, and then you know, we enter into the 2000s in, you know, how the world changed with 9-11 and then uh, 2020 with uh, COVID. Well, I guess it depending on where you were, 2019, but uh, uh, COVID-19. And, 
And so we can see these different things that really are outside of, of our control, but, but they really de- de- define a, a, a point in, in, in history. But, but we also have markers individually. You know, so we have these things that we all get to experience, but each one of, uh, of us has these other uh, defining um, moments. Maybe it, it is that, that uh, point when uh, you go through a, a time and you end up getting a, a new job, or maybe you pivot and you get a, a, a new career, or you get to that, that point where you are able to re- retire. And, and, and we can see those points in times, but it, it's not always the good points that define in, in the era. Sometimes it's, it's the the struggles and like the, the low points in the seasons that, that we, we enter into. So maybe it is that, that diagnosis that brings you great anxiety and fear. Maybe it is that, that uh, you know, that, that event that happens that causes you pain and, and suffering. Maybe, you know, it, it is uh, the, the, the time when you're, you're just in a, in, a, in a season that it's just... You know what, I don't know when, when I'm going to get out, out of it. And I say this, and, and as we come to this passage, it's a, it's a unique uh, passage. Uh, because it is one that we typically will hear at, at Palm Sunday. The triumphal entry in, of Jesus into Jerusalem. But obviously this is uh, not Easter uh, time. But, and as I was talking with some, some pastor friends of mine, this week, and they were kind of like, how are you going to uh, um, preach uh, this message? And I said, well, it's challenging, but it gives me the opportunity to kind of focus on some things that we may not normally, dealing with kind of the pomp and circumstance of, of the holiday. But the Lord just really laid on my heart this idea of, of, of these markers that we all go through, but guess what? It's not just in our time, but we see these markers throughout the history of mankind. So if we, we come to, to, to Jesus, as we uh, saw a couple of weeks ago, Jesus was uh, uh, dining with, uh, with his good friends, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and, and his disciples were, were there. They were having a, a feast, a celebration, because Jesus had brought Lazarus back from, from the dead, and Mary anointed his head and his feet with uh, the expensive um, perfume, uh, this, this nard, and then now Jesus is coming into Jerusalem for his final journey into, into that city. And, and so as he, he comes, it's kind of ironic how this happens. Now, it's, a, it's different for, for us hearing this because we know we celebrate Palm Sunday, we celebrate Easter every single year. So we, we know what has happened. But, but I want you this morning to put yourself in, in, the, in the position of those that were experiencing this for the very first time. And so they hear from from stories of old, from the time they were children, they have heard about the prophecy of a king that is coming. 
Not just any king, but a king that is going to restore Israel back to its greatness. And for a, a nation that has been um, consumed by oppression for, for generations upon generations, I mean, man, can you imagine their longing for this king? And, and so now they, they've heard of, of the prophecy, prophecies like Zechariah. Zechariah says, oh, this king is going to come, but he is going to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey's colt. Has anybody ever wondered, I mean, you know, I mean, you got chariots and you've got all of these, you know, in today's we would, you know, have the big old limousine or some type of fancy convertible that you would ride in and on a parade, but like, why, why would Jesus choose a, a donkey to, 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 to ride on? I can't imagine one that being comfortable, and honestly, a donkey's not really a, 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 the status symbol of choice. Uh, but I think we can see that one of those markers, one of those points of, for me, comfort is knowing that what Jesus did was ordained, honestly, from the beginning of time. And it was revealed centuries before through the prophets. And so, so we, we, uh, you see, in uh, John chapter, uh, chapter 12, where in verse 15, where it says, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Well, if you, in your uh, Bibles, most of them will, will have little um, superscript, um, either letters or, or numbers, that will tell you, give you cross references. And this goes back to Je- Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, where it says those exact words. It's a quote from the prophet Zechariah. Now, you know, they, so, so the, the, the people of God would, would, would have recognized this, that, that Jesus was fulfilling what the prophets of old had said. And, and we know that this is just one of hundreds of prophecies that, that Jesus fulfilled. And so one for us here in 2021 is as we can take not just comfort, but we can stake our everything that we have on that our hope is in Jesus. We don't just believe in Jesus. We don't just come to church because it, it gives us an, an emotional high or it helps us to just you know to have better mental health, although it, it, it does those those things. No, we, we do so because we take part, we are a part of the grand journey that has existed long before us and before our parents and ancestors, going back to the beginning of the time and and God's track record is perfect. And so when we come to passages like in 1 Thessalonians, when, when, when Paul is comforting uh, the, the church in Thessalonica, when, when they're talking about what heaven is going to be like, and are we gonna, what are we going to do with our, our loved ones that have already passed away? And he tells them, yo, you don't grieve like those that have no hope. For we have hope in, in the future resurrection. The, those that, are in the, that have died will be resurrected first and then we will join them up in the air and then we will spend eternity with one another. But we also, see not just that we can um, stake our claim on uh, kind of these markers, but put yourself in, 
in Jesus' shoes at this point. You know, it seems like the three years of Jesus' ministry was really one big roller coaster. It, I mean, it, think how exhilarating it would have been to, 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 to be with maybe one of his disciples and know that, uh, man, you're going to be able to speak in front of thousands. Not just that, but you perform miracles like feeding 5,000 people with just a couple of pieces of fish and some, and some bread, and people are going to be cheering your, your name. You're, you're going to heal someone like, like your friend Lazarus. But we also see the, the very deep lows that Jesus and his disciples experienced. For the Gospels tell us that, that Jesus had no head to call his own place to lay his head. Jesus was homeless. Now, he never lacked in anything. He always had a place to go, but, but he also called his disciples to, to give up everything to, to go and to follow him. And, and not just that, a lot of their uh, times, it, they were being haunted especially towards the end as we've seen over these last several weeks is, is, is he had bounties placed on, on his head because he was doing these good, good things. And so what I think we can see in Jesus and as he's coming in, riding into Jerusalem, what are the people doing? I mean, just you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were, some of them were, were plotting to kill him, and even now we see the Pharisees are, are still doing the same, but they're waving palm branches, and it's not just because it was hot in Jerusalem that day. The palm branch was the nation of it. That was their, their symbol. It would be like us waving American flags as he's coming into, into the city, and, they, and they're cheering, blessed is he who comes in the name of, of the Lord Hosanna. I mean... Imagine how good of a feeling this must have been. For Jesus was, was the, the hero, right? This, this processional was the exact same one that, that a, a general or a, a king would, would come in after a, a great victory. Because they believed that Jesus was, was the king. He was their, their savior, but, but he was a very different kind of king, a very different kind of savior than they expected or honestly in their own humanity even wanted. For we know what is to come just a few days later when those that were celebrating Jesus turned on him on a dime and started, and started yelling crucify, crucify him. But put yourself in Jesus' shoes, which is a tough thing to, to, to do because we are not like Jesus, but, but knowing that people are celebrating you, only knowing because he is God, he does see the future, that soon they will betray you. And in part, because of their turning on you would lead to your arrest sham trial and conviction and beating and execution. For Jesus was seeing these highs and these, these lows that, 
that were going on in life. But one uh, thing, overarching thing we see with Jesus is he was undeterred. For Jesus' purpose was not just to, to take uh, life as, it, as it, it came and just kind of just go with the flow. No, he had a specific uh, purpose. For we, we know, as we, we, we saw earlier in Mary's Magnificent, that, that, that God humbled Jesus in the form of a, of a servant. He left glory in heaven to come to earth to be born as an as a child of meager means, honestly, to live a life of at least economic poverty, but to do amazing works and wonders. And because of that, we see that people followed him. But as with many times, those that may follow will not always stay with you. Some may abandon you. And so we... But he never changed course. So he embraced those times of, uh, of grand celebration. For we saw a couple weeks ago that when Judas saying, Why, Mary, is she's wasting this uh, thousand, hundred, you know, t- tens of thousands of dollars a year salary? It's just a waste of, of money. And Jesus saying, No, let her worship me. But he also was steadfast, knowing what was was to come. Now we are not not Jesus. In case anybody had that was was wondering about that, uh, we are not Jesus. We cannot see into the future as much as. I wish we could. I wish we could look at, say, all right, so now we got Delta here, and, you know, we, we may go, I've even heard now, we, maybe Lambda coming on, and we're all going to be very, um, if you weren't in, in Greek life in college uh, or studied Greek in, in the Bible, you will, yeah, we'll, we'll know this alphabet, maybe. Uh, and, uh, and we wish that, even if we knew that it was, we're going to be in this season for a number of years, you know, at least we would know, we would know when. But we cannot look into the, into the, to the future. But we still have a purpose in life, just, just the same. Now, part of that is just being faithful in, in just living out, living out our life, being a, 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 a faithful in our jobs and being faithful to our, in our families and, and being faithful in our service to, uh, to the Lord. And, uh, and honestly, just as uh, so much of the things that we can control and how we, how we react uh, to them, that is, that is a, a part of, of, our, of our, our, our life. But even more than that, as followers of Christ, as, pe- as the people of of God, we should be the ones that are proclaiming more than anyone, not just the utter, just the, the destruction, the woe is me, but, but that we know that no matter what we go through, no matter how long the seasons of suffering and, and, and pain and, uh, is, is that, is that we have a hope, 
I don't know about you, but this past week I could not get the Jeremiah 29, 11 out of my mind. It just seemed like every time I woke up and as I was doing it, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. But as we, as we saw last week, the people of God endured 70 years of suffering before they would be able to get to experience the goodness, the good things of, of God. And so we, so many times we want to just rush through things and we just want to get to the, to the good parts, but obviously life doesn't work that way. And sadly, many times the more that we try either one, uh, we kind of make a bigger mess out of things or we get really frustrated because the harder we try to control life, the more we realize how little we do control. But I'm here to tell you that's a good thing. That is a good thing because as I just said, we are not Jesus. We are sinful, fallen human beings. But God is in control. And he has the plans for us, for our good, for our welfare, for our prosperity. And so that we can know that even if we are in another long, drawn-out season of, uh, of COVID, or even if we you know, just have to go into our uh, job and we just, you know, it's like, I just really don't want to be here. We know that there is a purpose, even if we cannot, we cannot see it. And so we, as the people of a God, we are called to trust. Honestly, that's, that's really all we're called to to do is to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and, and even more the, the psalmist says to, we're not to lean on our own understanding alright so in some ways we need to kind of pull back our own thoughts, minds and said in our video maybe delete all your social media apps off your phone so that you know uh, not lean on our own understandings but in all our ways now I don't know how you might define all. Uh, maybe we have different views, but you know, just being a, a Kentuckian, all means all. <laughs> that means in our spiritual life, our family life, our just everything that we experience in life, in all our ways, acknowledge Him. And when we do that, He will guide our paths. But the path isn't always illuminated to the very end. Now, it's kind of like we have those, you have those sensors, um, and, uh, and Mark's, and Tamer, uh, you're gone on vacation this week, a couple weeks ago, I was up in Cincinnati making a visit, and I just dropped in on, I said, Mark, why don't you just give me kind of a tour of your, uh, uh, and see where all of our food kind of comes from, and, and, and so he, he did, and you go into this big warehouse and refrigerator boxes and where they have all the, and as you walk, the lights just kind of come on. And he said, man, it's, this works well. You don't have to worry about people just turning lights on and off because they had these motion sensors and they go off. But, and I kind of picture that, 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 that that's what our, our path is, is, is we see the darkness way down, way down there and we really want to know what the path is going to, 
to look like at the very end. But, but as we just take a step in faith, step in faith, step in faith, it becomes illuminated. It lights, it lights up. Because honestly, that's where faith incurs. And I'm going to tell you, I, I really believe that that's, that is the best way for us because as Jesus steadfastly embraced knowing what his future was, how many of us would continue on, not just begrudgingly going, but like I said, embracing the life, knowing that we can see in there and, oh, yeah, I don't know, I don't like how that looks. Yeah, oh, you mean I'm going to have to go through that? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to suffer? Oh, I'm, I'm, that, that's too much, I'm not going to, to do that. <laughs> Friends, we are sheep. And, and sheep must follow the shepherd who knows the way. And the beauty of the gospel is this. That he will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. Even when we get to that light, and the, the, the illumination, and we become paralyzed with fear. We're like, I just don't know if I can take an, another step. Do you know what a good shepherd will do? He picks that sheep up, throws him over his shoulder and starts walking. So take comfort in knowing that no matter what we endure, no matter what we face, one, Jesus faced far worse. But we never go at it alone. And the, the last thing I want to put out of the, this passage, and that it just really, um, it just provides me, and I think a lot of encouragement as just a, one who's just trying to figure this life out. In verse 16, it says that his disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. A lot of times we you know, like to beat up the disciples because they all abandoned Jesus at his lowest, lowest point. And even unto the very end, they really didn't grasp who Jesus was. They really didn't, you know, they, they, they just, they didn't understand the full gravity of the man that they had, that they had aligned themselves with. But that's okay. You know, for they followed him anyway. We live in a, in a time kind of in this knowledge age is that we feel like we have to have everything figured out. And if you're not the smartest kid in the room that there's something wrong with you. And Jesus, his disciples, 
they followed him, not even knowing what was, who he, Jesus was. They saw that he could do some amazing miracles. They knew this guy was very different, but they didn't really embrace that he was the Messiah, the Savior of, of, of the world who was going to die on the cross that would be resurrected on, on the, the third day. But there was a point in time when they, when it clicked. Do you know when that was? It wasn't when Jesus was hanging on the cross. It wasn't when he, he was, uh, when the, the women came back to him and, and said, he's not, not here. No, they thought somebody stole his body. It was when they're scared to death, locked up in the upper room, and a ghost appears, comes through the door, and, and it was when the Holy Spirit indwelled in them. And they had a boldness like never before. In fact, we know that history tells us that all of the disciples other than John who was exiled to Patmos were, were put to death, suffered greatly because of their faith in Christ. And friends, that Holy Spirit that appeared to them thousands of years ago in, in that room as they were just utterly scared to death that exact same Holy Spirit is the one that indwells in each of us. Those that have faith in Christ. And so we can't endure pain. We can't endure suffering. We can't endure the un unknown. Not because of where we live or our current circumstances or how healthy that we are or, or how, you know, what, how good of a, a job or a career that, that we have. Look, all of those things are temporary and they can be gone just in a moment. But we can't endure on because the Holy Spirit dwells with us. And so we can, we can embrace the, 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 the exhortation that Timothy, or that Paul gave to, to Timothy is that we are not to have a spirit of fear, but we are to have that of love and power and self-discipline. All of those things are connected together. You can't have one without the other, but they all come not in our own spirit, but in the spirit of God through the Holy Spirit. And so... Friends, life without Christ is an empty life. But for those of us with faith in him, we can endure hard days. We can celebrate good days because he lives. Jesus came live the perfect, the sinless life that you nor I could ever live. He came and died the sinner's death that you and that I, that we deserve, but he defeated death and sin on the cross by rising from the grave, and that's where our hope lies. It lies in nothing else but in the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you have not trusted in him, Friends, don't walk out of this door. It's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. But not only is Jesus our, he, he's not just our safety. No, it's like we're tandem jumping. He is the one in control. 
May Jesus be our source of life. Pastor Adam again, thank you for listening to this message. Do you feel God working in your heart? Is he calling you to be saved? Are you ready to follow Jesus? If so, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline at 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. We want to connect with you to send you some free resources to help you to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I would love to hear your feedback on our sermon podcast. You can email me personally at adam at adamburton.net. And don't forget both our online church service at cbcmaysville.com and on Facebook, as well as our in-person service every Sunday at 1045. I'll be there and I hope you are too. Well, I look forward to joining you again next week for Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. God bless.